God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to life everlasting. Amen. Almighty God, through our yearly observance of this Lenten season, grant that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ, and by worthy conduct pursue their effects within our lives. We pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And so man became a living being. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and placed there the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God made various trees grow that were delightful to look at and good for food. With the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, did God really tell you not to eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, you shall not eat it or even touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die. No, God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God's who know what is good and what is evil. The woman saw that the tree 
was good for food, pleasing to the eyes, and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, through one man sin entered the world, <clears throat> and through sin death, excuse me, <clears throat> and thus death came to all men, inasmuch as all sinned. 
For if by the transgression of the one, death came to reign through that one, how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of justification come to reign in life through the one Jesus Christ? In conclusion, just as though one transgression condemnation came upon all, so through one righteous act, acquittal and life came to all. For just as though, for just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. According to Matthew. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, if you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, it is written, one does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, And it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. 
Then the devil took him on to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, all these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, get away, Satan. It is written, the Lord your God shall you worship and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. I feel that I'm so far from you, Lord, but still I hear you calling me. Those simple things that I once knew, their memories are drawing me. I must confess Lord, I've been blessed, but yet my soul's not satisfied. Renew my faith, restore my joy, and dry my weeping eyes. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back, take me back, dear Lord, where I first believed. Renew my faith. Restore my joy. The most common words that you will always hear when it comes to the season of Lent. We're at a crossroads right now, church family, where we are coming to an end of our Black History Month celebration, where we've had Dr. Reverend Stuart Pirelliat, Father Ken Hamilton, and Lady Princess Washington share their gifts so that the light here on 82nd and Bancroft continues to shine. We heard of how Dr. Stewart used his gifts of street ministry to bring light to the darkness that we see on a regular basis in the streets surrounding us. We also heard of how Father Ken continues to use his gifts, not only as a priest, but as a writer in his letter that was published down south entitled Sacred Stones to remind us that no matter the stone we may come across, to continue to keep on keeping on and to let our light shine through our praise and through our acts of mercy. Then we got to hear how Lady Princess used her gifts not allowing any law or any hatred 
define who she was and not let any darkness cover her beauty. So now, here we are, church family, at the end of Black History Month. And now I'm about to continue to use my gift of music to bring some light to whatever darkness that is continuing to linger in your life and to help you ask God for a renewal and a restoring of your faith and your joy. Lent has always been a time of year when we reflect more on our sinfulness and the need for salvation and redemption. It's so unfortunate that in the year 2023, we have such a huge number of people in our world who no longer believe in God and no longer recognize that there is sin. People make mistakes, but they don't sin is the new world that we live in. So our challenge in this world is that we live in without God present isn't repentance, but helping people to not make mistakes. Now today, our scripture readings are teaching us clearly about sin. Sin is pretty much choosing that which separates us from God and from others. You can have a pretty big sin, or you can have a pretty small one. In our first reading this weekend from Genesis, it's giving us the infamous story of Adam and Eve and reminding us of how our ancestors saw sin come into the world. This, of course, was the first original sin, and as we all know, it has been passed along to all of us. We are born into a world that has already been touched and marked by this original sin. So just a newsflash, church family. This scripture reading is very clear. Sin exists and touched our ancestors, and it touches us all. Point blank period. Period I, period uh. My TikTok generation knows what that comes from. I'm just making sure you're paying attention. Amen. Now, we have our beautiful responsorial psalm, Psalm 51, which couldn't be more than fitting to the scriptures today. Asking the Lord to be merciful to us, for we have sinned. Asking God to cleanse our hearts, to give us back the joy of his salvation, and to sustain a spirit within us. With all of the temptation around us, and all of the sin that we face on a regular basis, this was a reminder to us that we have to not only ask the Lord for his mercy, but to acknowledge our offenses and to acknowledge our sins before him. I am not going to stand up here and pretend that I am the most perfect angel. We all have our flaws. I just sin a little bit different than you do. Amen. Then you have the second reading from the letter to the Romans, which is picking up again where we left off with Genesis, teaching us about sin. But this time, it expands a bit. The last part of that scripture reading is the most important part, and I need to come back to that again. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. 
Let me read that one more time. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so that through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. So although we suffer the consequences of sin, we can also share in salvation and redemption. Our ancestors didn't have a way to salvation and redemption until the coming of Jesus. We don't have an excuse. We have a number of ways to renew our faith, repent, and restore our joy. So consider yourselves blessed, church family. So it comes back to how do we bring ourselves back to that joy and that peace that we all long for. So as you can see, even at the beginning of Lent, we are reminded to keep our eyes focused on the death and resurrection of Jesus. It is because of his death and resurrection that we are saved. Jesus was willing to die for us and sacrifice his life so that we could have the power to live his life and to triumph over sin and death. Oh, what a sacrifice. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. I'm so glad that he did. Where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Where would I be if he didn't care? Where would I be if he hadn't sacrificed his life? Oh, but I'm glad. I'm so glad that he did. Where would we be, church family? Where would we be if Jesus hadn't sacrificed his life? Where would we be if our ancestors didn't sacrifice their lives? Where would we be if Harriet didn't lead us? Where would we be if Rosa didn't sit down? Where would we be if Ruby didn't walk? Where would we be if Martin didn't have a dream? Where would we be if Obama didn't run? Where would we be if Katanji didn't rule? These prominent figures continue to sacrifice and continue to make black history. And now we've got to keep it going, church family. Amen? Amen. It's all about sacrifice and giving of ourselves. My favorite line as I continue to live each and every day is the more you give, the more he gives to you. I believe those words. I embrace those words, and you should too. So like Dr. Stewart, don't let the streets scare you. Continue to be a light and minister to those in need. Like Father Ken, don't let those stones block you. Continue to step over them until you reach that final destination. Like Lady Princess, don't allow hatred against us to triumph. Continue to transform it to showcase 
our glory. So now the gospel reading from Matthew. We hear of the story of Christ in the desert. You know that this story is not only from way back then, but that we are literally still living and breathing this story. Every time we try to take one step forward, you've got the devil trying to take you three steps back. Sound familiar? Yes. This is what Jesus had to endure in his public life. The three temptations in the gospel today speak of hunger, spirituality, and power. Now, all of us recognize the challenge of hunger. When we're hungry, we get testy, we get antsy, some of us start snapping at people, or we get a headache and we want to eat. Now, think about Jesus and what he had to endure, fasting for 40 days. Now, clearly, the man was hungry, but he had to fight temptation just like we do on a daily basis. We as humans hunger after many things, not just food. We all have different kinds of appetites and Lent is definitely a good time to recognize those appetites because they clearly run our lives and, quite, and are quite important to us. For some of us, it's hunger of recognition or hunger to be better than others or hunger for an emotional relationship or hunger for money. Whatever appetite we may have, we are more able to work with them for God's glory if we simply recognize them and how they work within us. Then there's the second temptation, spirituality. It's an amazing gift. But on the other hand, we have to make sure that it is gospel spirituality and not something else. The basic spirituality of the gospel is loving others and being willing to serve them even when they reject us or despise us. The devil in today's gospel is pushing a spirituality of the miraculous. Surely God will save us. That's never in question. But Jesus recognizes that his father wants him to act normally and to embrace a normal spirituality. If God has not given a very special gift to someone and a gift that is verified by others as being truly of God, then that person should never presume to put God to the test. That would be like taking off in an airplane and believing that God will show me how to fly this plane even when I've never had a single lesson. <coughs> God can do the miraculous, but that is his free gift to us. When we insist on the miraculous, we misunderstand God. And finally, the third temptation, power. Child, let me tell y'all about power. <laughs> the power is something else. Power is such an illusion and such a huge temptation. Jesus tells us that the only real power is the power of love. The devil offers a different kind of power, the power of dominion. Dominion is when I insist that you work for my good rather than my looking for your good. True love is a willing of the good of the other person in preference to my own good. 
True love always accepts sacrifices on my part for the good of the other person. But dominion expects the other person to sacrifice themselves for me. Make sure you know the difference, church family. So after all that temptation that Jesus had to endure, he never chose sin and death. But unfortunately, church family, we do. Simply because Jesus chose life and the will of his father, he's broken the hold of sin and death on all of us and allowed us to become free from sin in him. So church family, here on 82nd and Bancroft, the cathedral that shines brightly here in East Oakland, we have to continue to share our gifts so that light continues to shine brightly, not only for East Oakland to see, not only for California to see, but for the world to see. But we know the devil can be busy and sometimes that can be hard to do. So the next time that you see Satan try to come and disrupt your spirit, I want you to say just like Jesus said, get away Satan. And when you say that church family, you gotta believe it. Say it with me. Get away Satan. Say it again. Get away Satan. Now, y'all can't be all soft with it. You can't be like, oh no Satan, stop. Oh, don't do it, no Satan, don't do that. You can't be weak with it. You gotta be like, no ma'am, no sir, you are not about to steal my joy. You can't have my increase. You can't have my breakthrough. Why? Because I plead the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood. There is healing in the blood. There is joy in the blood. So next time, church family, you've literally got to start a holy war in the name of Jesus. So next time, sing a little something like this. Dorian, drop the beat for me. I've got joy in my soul, God is in control. I got Satan on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day, but I watch him while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. Here we go. This means war. This means, this means war. Help me sing it. I got joy in my soul. God is in control. I got Satan on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day, but I watch him while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. This means. Hey, 
especially for Father Jason's mother, Mrs. Frances O'Sullivan Landeza, who passed away last Friday. May they rest in the peace of God's love and for the intentions of this Mass offered for the birthdays of Erica Souble and Sally McDade, and for the happy repose of the soul of Adelaide Williams. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our own personal intentions. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. And for the advancement and, and official beatifications and canonizations for St. Henrietta de Lille, St. Thea Bowman, St. Mary Lang, St. Pierre Dussant, St. Julia Greeley, and St. Augustus Tolton, we pray to the Lord. God of the deserts and high places, see into our hearts, hear our prayers, spoken and silent, which we bring before you in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. My friends, second collection today was taken up for the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Take 
Pray, my friends, that our offering will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Sacrifice of our hands for the praise and glory of God's name, for our good and the good of all of this holy church. O Lord, we pray, give us the right dispositions to make these offerings, for with them we celebrate the beginning of this venerable and sacred journey. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, eternal God, through Jesus Christ the Lord. By abstaining 40 days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance. And by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, taught us to cast out the leaven of malice. So that celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. indeed, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them, that they may become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when the supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant will be poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. 
when we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come, until you come, until you come again. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come, until you come, until you come again. Until you come, until you come, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate this memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer to you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be here in your presence serving you. And humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the working and power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and help us all to grow in love. Together with Francis, the Bishop of Rome, Michael and John, our bishops, and all who serve your church. Remember also our brothers and sisters who've gone to their rest in the hope of rising again, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your presence. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with St. Joseph, her spouse, with St. Benedict, with the apostles, the martyrs, and all who have done your will throughout the ages, we too may be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Powered by the Spirit, we dare to pray as Jesus taught us. Peace in our day. 
In your mercy, keep us free from sin and protect us in time of trial as we wait in a joyful hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. For the kingdom, the power, Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your people, and graciously grant us peace and unity according to your will, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of our Lord Jesus the Christ be with you all. And with your spirit. Thank you.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Happy are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us all to life everlasting. Oh, and I'm not asking for the proud. 
that you've done you keep blessing me over and over again Whoa. I once was lost deep in sin till I heard your voice saying you're my child come on in it was your grace your grace and 
love me through If it wasn't for your love Tell me what I would do Your blood Make me It was your grace and mercy I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be since he's cleansed me and made, and made me whole. I've got to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. I cannot be left.
renewed now with heavenly bread by which faith is nourished, hope increased, and charity strengthened. We pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, true and living bread, and strive to live, strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, church family. Good morning. Well, good afternoon now. <laughs> um, just a reminder, uh, nice to meet you, Father J. Matthews, Council 336. If you would still like a ticket to our casino bus trip this coming Saturday, please come and see myself. Uh, I believe Brother Morris is here. Yep, Brother Morris is here. Um, so if you'd like a ticket, please come and see us. Again, the donation is $55. You get $20 back in, in play. If you haven't been on the casino bus trip with us, it's so much fun. You don't want to miss out. Come and join us. It's been a while since we've done a casino bus trip, you know, with all the COVID and everything going on. So this will be just a time for us to get together, fellowship, and for a good cause because we're giving away that scholarship in the spring. So uh, please come and join us. So this is coming Saturday. We're going to be leaving here at 8 a.m. that Saturday morning. And we're going to have some goodies for you on the bus and everything. So come and join us. See me if you want some tickets. Also, just a reminder, Fish Fry Friday is coming up. It's Friday, March 31st from 4 to 7 in Father J. Matthews Hall. The donation is $25 per ticket You will for, for dinner. You get all kind of good stuff from the fish to the potato salad, green beans, shrimp parmesan, pasta, and bread, and dessert, and a complimentary drink. So please come and join us, 4 to 7, Friday, March 31st. Come and see me if you like tickets so I can put you on the RSVP list. Last but not least, the dates are inside of your worship aids. Just a reminder, our clothes drive that's coming up April 15th and April 29th between the hours of 11 and 2, we'll be collecting items right at the parish center, right behind church. As always, thank you so very much for your continued support. Janet. Thank you, Leonard. Good afternoon, church family. Good afternoon. My name is Janet Hall, and I'd like to call your attention to a flyer that is in your bulletin. Um, I'm going to share with you a little bit about it, but I encourage you to take it home and take a look at it. Many of you might recall that about a year ago, we participated in a survey, the DMI survey, that was being conducted by the diocese as part of the MAP process. The purpose of the survey was to assess the health of all of the parishes within the diocese. We did quite well. In the area of support of our pastor, Father Jason, received high marks in terms of his support and his service. We also received high marks for our Leonard and the choir. Everyone was pleased so much in having that support for spiritual growth. And we were also recognized as a very welcoming church here at St. Benedict. There were a couple of areas that were identified as opportunities for improvement. And one of those was the second question on the survey would ask about the pace of your spiritual growth. About 50% of the individuals indicated that they were very satisfied with the pace of their growth. But 47% indicated that they wanted to grow more. And within that 47% percent, 
they were a few that said they were really stalled with their spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is learning more about God and leaning more into God. Because of the result of that response, we decided to form the Spiritual Growth Ministry. The goal of the ministry is to promote and encourage spiritual growth with all of our parishioners here. We're gonna do that in several ways. One of the ways is that we're gonna have regular group discussions where we can talk about our faith and talk about our journey as well as Catholic teachings. Another thing that we're gonna try to do is to invite our priests, Father Paul, Father Jason, Father Ken, to come in and sit with us and allow us to talk about our faith, any questions that we might have. We're gonna have workshops supporting our faith. We're gonna have classes. We're gonna invite people in to come up as speakers, come out as speakers, not only people who are part of our Catholic belief, but other denominations as well. So our first session is going to be next weekend. We're gonna have a discussion session following the 8.30 Mass and also a discussion following the 11 o'clock Mass. And I wanna emphasize this is a discussion. There's so much value with us sitting with, you, with each other to hear the examples and the beliefs of our fellow parishioners will help us to grow in our spiritual journey. So the intent of this first session is to have a discussion. It's gonna be after each of those masses, it's gonna be held over at the hall, the parish hall. And I encourage you to come and sit with us. Do you wanna grow more in your faith? Do you want to know how you can grow more in your faith? Come and join us. Let us support your spiritual journey. Let us walk together in growing and loving God more. Thank you. Amen. I can see we have a lot of announcements this morning, so I'll make this one quickly because you get this every year. But we will be handing to you this morning, if you haven't already, you see some at the entrances, take a rice bowl home. Take a rice bowl home this year. A lot of us have not even decided at this point what we're going to do uh, for our Lenten journey. This can be a small part of it. This is an outreach to other communities. This year it says that we will uh, have encounters with communities in Honduras, the Philippines, and Kenya. What these rice bowls do, there is an actual calendar for each day of Lent that gives you a little reminder of what to do for that day. And the almsgiving part of our Lenten journey can be done through this rice bowl each day. As you pray, it asks for a bit of your alms to be put in this rice bowl. This is from Catholic Relief Services, so at the end of it, Ms. Ch Dr. Chiquita Tuttle, um, gathers all this and turns it over to Catholic Relief Services, and they, in turn, share with these countries, but then they also have a little bit that they give back to each community um, around. So depending on the services, like uh, Walida, 
with the St. Vincent de Paul has received some. So pick up your rice bowls and use it during your 40-day journey as a part of service and almsgiving. It's not just almsgiving anymore. It's service and almsgiving for our community and communities far and wide. We all need it. So like Leonard said this morning, give back and you will receive. Thank you. And Dale, you have an announcement? Yes, good afternoon, church family. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Dale, and I am one of the RCI instructors. I have been um, mentoring two students on their journey into the Catholic faith, Brandon Hemphill and Cheryl White. Yesterday, we went to the cathedral for the rites of election and call to continuing conversation with all the parishes in the Diocese of Oakland. I'm happy to say we are welcoming 1,500 new candidates and catechumens into the Catholic faith this year throughout all the parishes in the Catholic faith, throughout all the parishes in the Diocese of Oakland. It was a very profound experience to see that many people coming into our faith. And it's, it's good to see people coming into our faith and see people coming together with our Lord and Savior. It's kind of a piggyback on Janet's spiritual growth. And this was a really profound experience and I hope all of you continue on your journey to your spiritual growth. Thank you. Amen. First of all, I wanna to continue to thank all those who are part of um, our uh, African-American celebration this past month. I'm particularly grateful for Stuart Priliat, of course, and to Father Ken, uh, to Princess, and of course, uh, to our uh, dear Leonard, uh, for their presence throughout those times as far as preaching is concerned. I'm always kind of nicely surprised to see some of my other parishioners here. So uh, Tibby and Karen, uh, kind of surprised to see you guys here. They're, they're St. Pascal Bale and St. Lawrence O'Toole folks. So um, I uh, want to express uh, my gratitude to all of you for the love that you've extended to me at the loss of my mother this past Friday. Uh, it was a surprise when I went to go visit her that uh, I was the one who ended up having to uh, take her vitals and get a clear indication that uh, she was not uh, alive. So um, uh, I'm grateful for all the support and expressions of condolence that you've extended to me as well. Uh, I am um, grateful for the folks who knew her, uh, particularly, I don't see, see uh, um, God, I'm losing my mind. I am losing my mind. Oh, oh um, Joyce Allen, who was my parish office manager at St. Columba, knew my mom. Uh, Camille Tompkins knew my mother. They worked together at the Chancery. Uh, of course, you knew my mom because you work with her at the Chancery as well, too. So I'm grateful for all those who uh, have walked with her in the midst of uh, those many years. She worked for the Chancery in the diocese. Uh, at this point, uh, it's all tentative, but uh, we're looking at a vigil from my mother at the uh, St. Lawrence O'Toole site over at Divine Mercy, it's a large uh, church and with a large hall downstairs uh, as a, for the vigil site. And then my mother will be, uh, her uh, funeral services will be at the cathedral because that's where she worked, at the chancery. So that uh, would be, I think, next Monday at, uh, at 10. 
So we'll get the word out once it's official, once I meet with the mortuary personnel to plan all the details of that. So we invite you to, just invite you to continue to keep uh, my family. Uh, my mom was a real exemplar of faith. Uh, she, uh, she was much more holy than I am. Uh, it was always a funny issue. I, uh, just one story because I don't want to belabor this, but um, most priests don't get along with the chancery. I mean, the chancery is always kind of seen as the, as the uh, as headquarters, and those of us who work in the parishes are seen as the branches, right? So for me, the chancery was always kind of them, right? But it was hard to be bad on the chancery because my mother worked for the chancery. So <laughs> I remember one year I ended up turning my, her, my mother, whenever she'd call me, I turned her uh, dial tone or her uh, signal when I knew it was coming from work, it was the evil empire sound, right? It was <laughs> da 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 da. And so, when, so when my mother would call from work, from her work number, it would hear it would sound that sound, and I would say, "Hi, mom, are you calling from the evil empire again?" Which is, of course, your office, your chancellor's office. Right? It's all your office, right? So over the years, my she, my my mother was dearly beloved by her coworkers, dearly beloved by them. Um, her coworkers weren't so sure fond of me, but. Uh, but they were fond of my mother, and she was good to them, and they were good to her. So I'm grateful for the support you've rendered and uh, for her love. Thank you. Um, everyone, just a quick reminder, uh, the hypertension um, fair is being held in the hall right after church. So if you'd like to get your blood pressure checked, go on over, because I know we pleaded the blood all morning after morning long, so your blood pressure might be up. It's all good. <laughs> go on over to the hall and get your blood pressure checked. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Now it's my time. Uh, <laughs> Station of the Cross on Fridays at uh, noon. And um, I think that's all that's left. Do we have visitors with us today? Please stand up and well, let's welcome you. So how did you end up coming here? How did you end up coming here? Oh, oh okay, good, all right. You guys are doing your work, praise God, thank you. An invitation from a parishioner. Hey, you folks are doing your work. Yeah. And yourselves. Are you a threesome or separate? Oh, the choir's back at work again. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. And how did you end up coming? Okay, I didn't quite get that, but that's okay. By who? Oh, Dion. Thank you, Dion. Well, I will ask you to stand again. We want to pray God's blessing upon you and thank Thanksgiving for the gift of your presence. Have you, you have enhanced our prayer, and the power of the Spirit working through you indeed has been a gift to us. Uh, come back. All right? God bless you. Uh, will we have any birthdays? One, two, two. Great. And then um, I just would just add in Bishop Cummins' 95th birthday is coming up this week. We want to remember him also. 
in gratitude for the gift of life, and the breath of life, the breath of the spirit that enlivens you. May you continue to be a gift to all who you meet and share God's love wherever you go, wherever the journey takes you. May God bless you today, and may you know our gratitude for your presence. We pray through Christ our Lord. He does his work in black and white. In one of the pieces, he's got a piece of a member of the military and one of the you uh, have those paramilitary folks in Mexico, and they're looking up at the apple tree and looking down at a fallen apple, deciding whether they are going to bite the apple or not. Sort of commentary on law enforcement in Mexico. But it also he has another one where he has a, a picture of the or a drawing of the uh, Capitol in Mexico City. And going up the steps of the Capitol, it is lined with apples. And a number of them have been bitten that into. You could put that same image maybe on our own Capitol, that some of us in our community have taken a bite out of the apple. Okay. Um, and I think that is that is anniversary. it. Anniversary. Oh, anniversary, sorry. Anniversary, do we have any anniversaries? Come on, testament to the power of love over the years. <laughs> if, remind you, if you've got 40 years of marriage, there is no purgatory. No purgatory. <laughs> well, so hang in there, folks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth it, okay. Um, it's one of the, uh, um, Thank you for your words, uh, Leonard, uh, yeah, and for summing things up and uh, getting us singing and all that good stuff. Thank you very much. I am going to ask you a favor, however, the next time I celebrate, is that when it comes to singing the amen after, at the end of the consecration, you need to sing it, folks. I, I think that was probably the quietest singing of the day. <laughs> and when we're saying the Lord is present in our midst, in the community and in the Eucharist, we gotta have an amen that goes with that, my friends. Amen. Through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, almighty God, forever and ever. Amen. Okay, well sing it like that. Amen, thank you, all right. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God continue to bless us all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, our prayers in it. Let us go forth and shake, shake, shake. <laughs> Amen. Thanks be to God.
gave it to me.